Good morning, Kavanaugh. Welcome to the Lord's house. New year, new start. You're in the Lord's house. This is good. You want to stand with us? Let's celebrate the fact that if we are believers, our feet are on the rock. See the clouds rolling. I can feel the winds, they try to shake me. I will not be moved. My feet are on the rock. going to have a seat. That's an awesome song right there. That'll get you going, get you ready for some worship. Welcome to Kavanaugh Church. Happy New Year. Year. It's upon us and we're starting it out right. So we welcome you to God's house. If you're new, you're a guest joining us, checking us out. We're so glad you came. We want to meet you after service. So when we dismiss at the end of service, if you go through these doors on the right, you'll see a connect counter 
Uh, stop by there. We've got a gift for you, and we'd be happy to answer any questions you have about the church. And then for anybody else that has general questions about Kavanaugh, at the end of service, if you go through the doors on the left, there's an info counter there, and you can stop by and find out what's happening, okay? Uh, so check all that out. Hey, who remembers Brother Will's slogan from his sermon last week? You remember? Read it through in? Man, I've been saying that all week. It stuck in my mind. Read it through in 22. I love that, don't you? Read the word through. So, guys, it's January 2nd. If you forgot yesterday, it's not too late. You can make up a day, and then you can read it through in 22. So, Eli, raise your hand, Eli. Eli, he, he even, he created um, a group reading plan. So, anybody that wants to, you can join us. We're doing it with our Merge ministry. That's our young adult ministry at the church. They, there's a link for that on Instagram. If you want to follow that, you can look it up. Or after church, just hit me up and I can share that with you. And so if you guys want to join us, you can see everybody that's doing it and check it off. So it's pretty awesome. So we'd love to have you be a part of that. Even if you don't want to do that, read it on your own. Okay? You can do it. Hey, let's stand. We're going to worship. We want you to keep singing and uh, praising the Lord. But I want to pray for us and then we'll continue our service today. Okay? God, we love you. We thank you for Jesus. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for making all things new in our lives when we trust you as Lord. Uh, we thank you for going to the cross for us. We thank you for the resurrection. And Lord, today we celebrate new life in you. We pray that you're glorified in everything that happens today. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You guys can be seated for a little bit, okay? Amen. Thank you, Brother Jason. Glad that you're here today. Brother Johnny's got some uh, missionaries that are going to come up on the stage and join us. This is our ninth and final missionary family that we welcome to Kavanaugh. Give them a big hand as they come, would you? Fantastic. During this Christmas year, we've uh, decided to adopt missionary kids. And so we've had uh, nine missionary families on home for at home on furlough and this is our ninth family that has come in they've been on the field and just made it back to the United States and uh, we welcome the Torreson family Steve and Lori give them a big hand we're certainly glad that they're with us today also their two beautiful daughters Melanie and Abby uh, Steve has a history here at Kavanaugh. He actually grew up here in Fort Smith and attended Kavanaugh as a teenager. And for the last 17 years, they have been our missionaries both in Panama and Uruguay. And God is kind of uh, readjusting your ministry. Steve, welcome. Uh, introduce your family to us and give us a brief word on what God's doing in your life, would yes, you? Yes, sir. Thank you. Uh, it is good to be back. This is obviously I'm Steve. Uh, this is my wife, Lori, Melanie, and Abby. Both our girls were uh, born in Panama, so if they want to be president there someday, woohoo, cool for me. <laughs> um, but uh, yes, we went missions 17 years with IAM, Panama two terms, uh, Uruguay. A lot of what we have done was leadership training uh, in Panama and Uruguay. Uh, God has given us the opportunity to do that in many different ways. This past year, we were trying to uh, figure out the schooling for the girls and became a little bit of a sticky situation. Uh, the cost to get um, kind of a high school equivalent diploma there is just unreal. And it's just not good stewardship. So with the offices, we said, well, what's our options? We prayed for a long time and said, okay, God, you know, this is what we would love. He opened a door for mm -hmm. us and it's a very specific door. 
and we will be, uh, we're actually kind of on the road to North Carolina to work at a place called the Center for Intercultural Training, where God has opened the opportunity for us to be a facilitator trainer uh, and help brand new missionaries going on to the field to help train them and try to prepare them and give them tools to be successful as they go out. Mm, fantastic. Wonderful. God bless you, Steve. Now, what, what we've told all the missionaries that have been here is we love you as missionaries, and we're so thankful and proud of you, but we love their kids more. And, uh, you know, sometimes the kids don't choose this life. They, they just grow up in it. And, girls, I want you to know that we love you. And when the going gets tough, realize there are churches like ours that pray for you and love you. And this is all about you. Uh, Brother Johnny and his team are going to take you all shopping and just spoil you a little bit, all right? Buy whatever you want to buy. So we're so glad the Torsons are here. Give them one more big standing round of applause. And they're going to be in the Welcome Center after service. Thank you guys for being here. Fantastic. And you know what? Y'all look so good standing up. Just remain standing, and we're going to worship together, all right?
will tell my story. There will be one day.
this morning already. And God, I know that we are truly hanging on to every word you've got for us today. And I pray, God, for every day in 2022 as we commit to read it through, to study you and your word and your grace and your mercy and your forgiveness, your kindness, your compassion. God, your healing. I pray, God, that we could soak all of that in and we, God, could unleash that spirit, that power that you have for us. Because we know that when you come into the room, God, your spirit, your word, your truth, it can change everything and it can change, God, what we see and what we seek. And I pray, God, that for 2022 that we seek you and your truth and your grace and your mercy. And I pray, God, that if there's anyone here that is struggling with anything, health, finances, addictions, chains that have hold them bound, I pray, God, that you would loose them today because we know when you come into the room yes. that you can, yes. you can change and you can move and yes. you can make what was wrong right. Yes. And once again, God, I pray that if there's anyone in here today that doesn't know you and your full power, that they could come to know you as their living Savior, and they would accept that gift of salvation. I'm so thankful for this church, God, and I pray that you would be with Brother Will as he brings us the message, and that you would move and that we would hear and that we would act upon what we hear from you today, God. And it's in your precious name, Jesus, I pray these things. Amen. Having all. Everybody good? Fantastic. Thank you, praise team. Give them a big hand, would you? They do a great job. We appreciate them. Glad that you're here. I've got one of my best friends in the world with us today, Randy and his beautiful wife, Donnell. Randy, make your way up here. Would you just jump out, run up here, come up on the stage. It's going to take you a second, so I want to talk about you while you're coming. Randy is, you know, we all have friends, right? I know thousands of people. I have several friends, but Randy is one of my best friends. He pastors the Bethany Free Will Baptist Church in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Uh, it's one of the greatest Free Will Baptist churches in the entire world, and uh, it's been pastored by Randy for over 26 years now. Uh, we, we color coordinated today. I didn't... <laughs> Randy and Donnell took the Sunday off, and uh, he told his beautiful wife, Donnell, let's load up and go to Fort Smith and see the new worship facility that Kavanaugh has made. Man, I can't believe on your day off, you, you come here, to, take the mic, on your, on your day off, you come to Kavanaugh, so just bring us a welcome from Broken Arrow and pray for us. Would you do that? Well, from all your brothers and sisters and friends at Bethany Church in Broken Arrow, Happy New Year. We love you and uh, praying for you. And uh, we had an opportunity to be here today and uh, we're glad we could be to worship with you and uh, to see your new worship center. Yeah. And the Lord is gonna do great things uh, for the next 50 years plus uh, here at Cavanaugh Church. And uh, we love you, let's pray together. Father, we are thankful for a, a brand new year, a brand new start. 
But there's so many things that you bless us with that we sung about and, Father, that we're going to hear about. We do thank you for uh, your church and uh, the church with a capital C that all of us are part of who know you and for the local church uh, right here at Kavanaugh and Fort Smith. We pray your blessings upon them. Thank you for Will and Angie, their family, their faithfulness and commitment to you and the commitment of this church. Thank you for blessing us in our life with them. And bless Will as he preaches to us today. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Randy. God bless you, man. Love you. Y'all give Randy Wilson a big hand. He's a great man and a good friend of mine. Hey, glad you are here today. We're going to look at the Word of God and talk about the second coming of Jesus Christ and what implications that has in 2022. Can you believe it? Here we are, 2022. Now, I don't know about you, but I've lost the last two years, all right? We have a new year with new possibilities and new potentials. And I know that many of you have already made plans for 2022. You've made your New Year's resolutions. And, and I really hope you are successful in all that you do this year. I honestly pray that you have a great year. And I pray that it's the best year ever for Kavanaugh Church. However, I do have one question for you. And, and it's the basis of my message today. Here's the question. I'm going to throw it on the screen. How would you change your plans if you knew without a shadow of a doubt that Jesus Christ was coming back this year. Now, maybe we didn't know the exact day or the exact time, but we knew for sure that it was going to be in 2022 that Jesus Christ came back. What would change in your life? Would your New Year's resolutions change any at all? How would it make you feel every morning when you woke up with the conscious thought that Jesus could come back this very day. Well, I believe one of the reasons God has given us so much information about the return of Jesus Christ is because he wants to kindle within our hearts this flame of anticipation. And in today's message, I would like to share with you the relationship between our Lord's ascension when he went back up into heaven and his return. I'd like for you to notice with me how the gospel of Luke ends and how the book of Acts begins. Let, let's start with the gospel of Luke, chapter 24, verse 50. It says, when he, Jesus, had led them to the vicinity of Bethany. So they were not in Bethany. Most Bible scholars believe they were between Bethany and Jerusalem, perhaps on a ridge there. As they entered the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted up his hands and he blessed them. So our Lord's last act of ministry on planet earth was to lift up his hands and say a blessing on his disciples or his church. Then notice the next verse, chapter 24, 51. While he was blessing them, he left them and he was taken up to heaven. The Greek word taken up means to be lifted up. It's the same exact word that is used in the previous verse when Jesus lifted up his hands in blessing over his disciples. His nail-pierced hands were lifted up as he blessed his followers, and then his whole body was lifted up 
as he floated into the skies as though he was filled with helium and he was taken up into heaven. How about a wow? That's pretty remarkable, huh? And the disciples saw this, Jesus being lifted up into heaven. Jesus Christ is incredible. How about an amen for that? Jesus Christ came into the world in an extraordinary manner. He was conceived in the womb of this teenage girl by the Holy Spirit of God, born in the city of David. Under the divine sign of this spectacular star, as angelic courses filled the spangled skies. Doesn't it seem fitting that he would also make his exit from the planet in an unusual and miraculous way as he entered it? One writer said, no more fitting climax could have been conceived for such a life as Jesus Christ. Another Bible scholar said, it was the natural close of our Lord's earthly life, being lifted up into heaven. And then the Gospel of Luke concludes with the words, and they worshiped him. He was no longer with them in his physical presence, yet gazing into the heavens on that secluded ridge between Bethany and Jerusalem, they worshiped him. And what else did they do? Well, the verse is up there. They worshiped him and they returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they stayed continually at the temple praising God. Three things they did. Even though he was not with them, they continued to worship him. And that worship led to great joy in their heart. And they went to church and they didn't want to leave. They just kept praising God. Now, that is the last chapter of Luke's first book. Now let's look at the first chapter of Luke's last book, Acts chapter 1. And I'd like to read an extended passage to you. Stacy, you okay? With me reading 11 verses, you okay? Y'all, we haven't separated yet, have we? Let's read this, Acts chapter 1, beginning in verse 1. Great passage. The former account I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach, until the day he was taken up. There's our word, he was taken up. After he, through the Holy Spirit, had given commandments to the apostles whom he had specifically chosen, to whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, he asked, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, in Judea and Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. Now, when he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up. That's our word again, taken up, and a cloud received him 
out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward the heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. Again, what a wow factor right there, wow. Now, here the word is different. It's translated the same in English, taken up, but it literally means to receive. That word back in Luke's gospel meant to be lifted up. And here in Acts, it means to be received up. This then is Jesus' glorious ascension. He went up into heaven. He was lifted up into heaven. He was received up into heaven where now he sits at the right hand of God the Father. That's where he is right now, on the throne, beside God the Father. But one day he's coming back. It could be today. It might just be this year in 2022. And I don't know if you're like me, but I've often wondered, what is that going to look like? Have you ever asked yourself, I mean, visibly, what is it going to look like when Jesus bursts open that eastern sky and comes again? Well, have you ever seen a clip of a movie ran backwards? I mean, if you're on YouTube or Facebook or TikTok or anything like that, you see it all the time. People record themselves doing things, and then they show it backwards. I love the ones where people are jumping off into the water, you know, and then it shows them coming back up out of the water and in their normal position where they started. If we had a video of our Lord's ascension into heaven, we could just run that thing backwards and have a preview of the second coming of Jesus Christ. Again, right there in Acts chapter 1, verse 11, the angel said, This same Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will so come back in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. I love that little phrase, in like manner. Well, what does that mean? Well, I think there are several implications to it, and I just want to share three of them real quick with you, and I mean real quick. Number one, it means his return is going to be physical. It is Jesus Christ himself who is going to come back. It will be a bodily return. The angel said, this same Jesus. Now, as I thought about that, I thought, what a strange thing to say. This same Jesus, not an imposter, not a clone, not somebody that looked like Jesus. No, it's this same Jesus. Right after I finish preaching and, and uh, finish things up here at the church, Angie and I uh, are going to load up the car and head to Colorado. We're taking the family snow skiing. We told our kids before Christmas, kids, you've got a choice. You can either receive gifts for Christmas or we'll take you snow skiing at Wolf Creek. They all voted to go snow skiing. Angie thought it'd be a lot easier than buying gifts this year and maybe a little cheaper. It ain't going to be cheaper. Let me tell you that. It's not going to be cheaper. So we got kids coming from Waco, from Dallas, from Fayetteville, and we're all going to converge in Pagosa Springs and spend a week on the mountain skiing. 
but I know you worry about me. And I know there are going to be some of you in the lobby right after the service saying, now don't worry, this same Will Harmon, this same Will Harmon that just preached to us is going to come back in eight days. What a crazy thing to say, huh? What a crazy thing for those angels to say, this same Jesus. But you know what? I think the angels wanted the disciples to know that the Lord Jesus Christ himself would return one day just as literally, just as physically, and just as bodily as they had just seen him go up into heaven. And that's what's going to happen. Jesus himself is going to come back for his church. Not only... Will his return be physical? His return will be visible. The Acts account says in verse 9, he was taken up before their very eyes. And then in verse number 10, it says, they were looking intently at him. We can't do this anymore, but uh, have, have you ever taken somebody to the airport years ago when you could go into the terminal and to the very gate that they departed from and, and give them a hug and, and wish them well and watch your loved one as they boarded the plane and then you watch the plane as it took off out of one of those big windows there at the terminal and, and watch that plane disappear. Have you ever done that? Yeah, Sure, many of us have. That's the way the disciples looked at the in astonishment at the ascension of Jesus Christ. I, I think it was with quite a surprise to them. I, I'm really not sure that they fully understood it, nor thought it was going to happen that way. But the Bible repeatedly teaches us that when Jesus Christ comes again, it is going to be visible to the human eye. Just as these disciples saw Jesus ascend into heaven, those of us who are alive and remain when he comes back will visibly see him come back to earth. His return is going to be physical and it's going to be visible. And you know what? You don't have to take my word for it. It's confirmed in Scripture. Let me just throw out a few verses, one beginning in the Old Testament, Zechariah chapter 12 verse 10. He says, they will look on me. They will actually see me, the ones who have pierced me. This is followed up in Revelation 1-7. Look, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. And one, what about Mark chapter 14, verse 62? You will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One, and coming on the clouds of heaven. You will see him. And then what about Matthew chapter 24, verse 30? At that time, the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky, and all the nations of the earth will mourn. They will see, they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of the sky with power and with great glory. So, he will come both physically and visibly. Are you still with me? Number three, his return will be in the clouds. Now, it is commonly believed among Bible students that these are not just normal clouds that will receive Jesus and bring him back to us. You know, it, it is a special cloud that represents the veiled presence of Almighty God. There's a Hebrew word called Shekinah. It's kind of a fun word to say, Shekinah. Say it with me on three. One, two, three. 
Shekinah. It refers to the presence of Almighty God among his people clothed in clouds of glory. You've heard of the Shekinah glory of God. In fact, in the book of Exodus, God dwelled among his people in a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. And then in Exodus chapter 24, the glory, that is the Shekinah glory of God, rested on Mount Sinai. And this Shekinah cloud of God covered the mountain for six days. And on the seventh day, God called Moses up through the cloud to the top of the mountain to be with God. And then in the last chapter of Exodus, the Israelites erected this tabernacle in the desert of Sinai, and they dedicated it to the Lord. And the cloud, that is the Shekinah glory of God, came down on that tabernacle. Remember the story? Let me read a few verses, Exodus chapter 40. Then the cloud, the Shekinah glory of God, covered the tent of meeting. And the glory of the Lord filled up that tabernacle. Moses could not even enter the tent of meeting because the cloud had settled on it. And the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. In all the travels of the Israelites, whenever the cloud lifted from above the tabernacle, they would set out and move. But if the cloud did not lift, they did not set out until the day that it did lift. So the cloud of the Lord was over the tabernacle by day, and the fire was in the cloud by night. In the sight of all the house of Israel, during all of their travels, there they saw this mighty Shekinah glory of God. Do you remember the transfiguration of Jesus Christ? A bright cloud enfolded the mountaintop. And out of that cloud came this thunderous voice saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And now at the ascension, we are told that the clouds received him out of their sight as though the glory of the Father had come down into the earthly skies to both greet and receive back the Son. And now we are told repeatedly in Scripture that the Bible makes quite a point of it that when Jesus Christ comes back at the moment of the rapture of the church, it will be in the Shekinah glory clouds of God. And again, you don't have to take my word for it. Let's back it up with the word of God. Going back to the Old Testament, here's what Daniel said in Daniel chapter 7, verse 13. In my vision at night I looked, and there before me was one like the Son of Man, coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the ancient of day and was led into his presence. He was given authority, glory, and sovereign power. All peoples, nations, and men of every language worshiped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away. And his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. And how does he come? On that Shekinah cloud of God. Matthew chapter 24 verse 30 confirms this. At that time the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky. And all the nations of the earth will mourn. They will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of the sky with power and with great glory. If I skip over to Matthew chapter 26 
It says, the high priest said to Jesus, I charge you under the oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. Yes, it is as you say, Jesus replied, but I say to all of you, in the future, you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. I love 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. And that passage concludes by saying, and so comfort one another with these words. One more, Revelation chapter 1, verse 7. Look, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. And all the peoples of the earth will mourn because of him. So shall it be. Amen. Church, I really believe one of the reasons God has filled the sky with clouds is to remind us on a daily basis, those of us who are anticipating his coming, is that you know what? Just as he ascended in the clouds, so he's coming back in the clouds. I wonder, are you ready for that day to come? Answer me, are you ready for that day to come? He will come physically, he will come visibly, he will come in clouds of glory, and we shall behold him face-to-face in all of his glory. Think of that the next time you step outside and see a cloud in the eastern sky. And you can say to yourself, even so come Lord Jesus. But, But let me get back to my question. Because this is how I started my sermon when I was writing it, with this question. How would you change your plans if you knew Jesus was coming back in 2022? Well, the way I started my sermon is to write you out a list of things you might want to do. I had a to-do list, a New Year's resolution list for you to consider. And I really wanted to tell you to do these things. If you knew Jesus was coming back in 2022, here are some things you need to be thinking about, some things you need to be doing. And right at the top of the list was that little theme from last week, read it through in 22. I mean, what a great thing to be reading your Bible every day, and on one of those days you're reading your Bible, guess what? Jesus Christ comes back. So read it through in 22. That was the first thing on my list. The second thing on my list is, you know what? If I knew Jesus was coming back this year, I would never miss church. <laughs> I think I'd be here every time the doors are open. And even if I had to be away, thank, thank God for Facebook Live. I'd be watching on Facebook Live. But, but I, w- I would make it my habit in 2022 to be in God's house. I mean, wh- what better way to go to heaven and see Jesus come back if we were in here worshiping together? Another thing, if I knew Jesus were coming back in 2022, I'd be telling everybody about God's glorious plan of salvation. And I've got family members who are lost without Christ. They're doomed 
for a devil's hell. If they don't change and receive Christ as their Savior, they're going to spend eternity in hell. And if I knew Jesus was coming back sometime this year, I'd be making a whole lot of phone calls and a whole lot of visits. Not only that, Ronnie, I'll tell you what, every place I went, when I saw people, whether I knew them or didn't know them, I would tell them about Jesus. Because they need to hear the good news. And if Jesus is coming back so much, so, they need to hear the news. Another thing I tell you to do is make disciples. It's not enough just to win people to Christ. We need to be training them. And so take someone under your wing this year and, and lead them in faith. Train them in the Word of God. Another thing I would say to do is settle your accounts with God. And if you haven't been tithing, you might need to catch up. I mean, really think about that. We, we want to be good stewards, and when Jesus comes back, I, I want to have all my accounts settled. Well, I, I made a whole lot of other things on my list. One of them was just be nice to people. Yeah. You know what, church, the more I thought about it, I decided I didn't need to give you that list. Because you really need to answer that question for yourself. I mean, what, what would I change personally, Will Harmon, if I knew Jesus was coming back in, in 2022? And, and instead of making a New Year's to-do list, you might think about a bigger picture of changing things deeper in your life. Not just to do things, but change you. I mean, maybe think about this. If, if you knew Jesus was coming back one day this year, wouldn't that change your motivation? I mean, I don't know what motivated you to get up out of bed today or what's going to motivate you to get up out of bed tomorrow, but if I knew that today would be the day Jesus came back, I would have a different motivation. Maybe it would change your passion. What is it you're passionate about? What is it you... Find yourself thinking about over and over again. What is it that you love to do? And, and maybe that's another thing you could change is, what is it that you love? If I knew Jesus were coming back today, let me tell you, my passions may change a little bit. And the things that I hold in value and the things that I love, I know would change. So the only person who can really answer the question, how would you change your plans if you knew Jesus was coming back in 2022, is you. And I hate to force you to do things, but I'm going to try to force you to answer that question today. What is it you would change? And really, is, is that asking too much of you? Because honestly, as a follower of Jesus Christ, shouldn't we really be living that way every day? Because here's the bottom line, Virgil. Today could be the day. It could be one day in 2022. Are you ready? Well, let's live like it. And for that to happen, maybe you need to come and, and give your life to Jesus today to receive his gift of salvation so you will be ready. 
Maybe today you'd like to come to the front and and just pray here and say, Lord, take all of me in 2022. I relinquish my plans. I relinquish my passions and my loves. All for you, Jesus. I, I lay my body on the altar of sacrifice, wanting to do your will, your way in 22. I think it would be a great time for families to come this morning. Our our altars are still not here, but you know what? You can come stand down here and as a family pray together and commit your lives and your family to Jesus in 2022. And if you run out of things to pray for, you can pray for Kavanaugh Church. I want us to live life at Kavanaugh Church like today could be the day that we're, we are reading it through in 22, and that we are witnessing, and that we are making disciples, and we're doing it all for the glory of God. Guys, let me tell you, he's coming again. Physically, the same Jesus is coming back. You will see him, and he's going to come on the Shekinah clouds of God. Be ready. Be waiting. Have anticipation. And live every day like today's the day. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would just do something amazing during this time of prayer. There may be someone in this room who has never received Jesus as their Lord and Savior. May today they come and receive the gift of salvation. Admit that they're sinners. Believe in Jesus, that he can save them. And confess their life to Jesus Christ. Lord, For those of us who are believers, may we come down and lay our lives on the altar of sacrifice today and say, Lord, use us in 22. Use us like never before. Help us to be on fire and passionate about the things of God. Lord, may families come today and and pray for a good year of godly living. Have your way, work in our lives, do something great in this service. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'm going to ask that you stand with heads bowed and eyes closed. Praise team's just going to sing a, a, a short verse. If you'd like to come and pray, the front is open. I encourage you to come. Families, come together. Let's pray today.
Lord, you do change everything. And I know that you've done that for some people in this room today. Lord, you, you've, you've healed, you've set free, you've inspired, you've consoled, you've encouraged. You are changing things in our life, and I thank you for that, Jesus. Lord, we just want you to come back. <laughs> We're anticipating your return, and we want to be found ready. Help us, dear Lord, to be busy doing your work, your way, until you come back. Thank you, dear Lord, for our church, our family here. Thank you for our friends who are watching us today. I just pray a blessing on everyone's life. Help us to live 22 for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Give God a hand as you sit down, would you? That, that was pretty pathetic. Give God a big hand for all that he's done and all that he's doing. Fantastic. Uh, a couple of just quick announcements. Uh, Brother Johnny and Miss Gail are grandparents again. How about that? Fantastic. Uh, Lucas and Jen had their little baby last night. His name is James Loyal Miller. And uh, Lucas is going to call him Low. Low Miller. That's just a good football name, man. I, I can hear it now in about 18 years. There's Low Miller cutting across the middle. He catches the ball for the Razorbacks and scores. Just like his daddy did, right? So uh, pray, pray for uh, Jen and, and, uh, and Lucas and little Loyal Miller. Uh, he had a difficult delivery, but uh, they're doing good right now. When you walk out the doors, make sure you drop your offering in one of those black boxes. We certainly appreciate your support and your giving. It is so good to have Steve and Lori Torreson and their kids with us today. Give them another big round of applause, would you? They're going to be out in the Great Hall welcoming you and answering questions. Get by and, and meet them. And uh, then today we're going to spoil Melanie and Abby. Pray for them as they go back to Tulsa. Um, I'm, I'm leaving, so I will not be here Wednesday. But let me tell you, Devin Dundee is going to preach. Uh, and if you have never heard Brother Devin preach, you're, you're missing out. I mean, he is, he is a great orator of God's Word. I told the first service he's probably the smartest guy on staff all right? Uh, and I excluded Angie from that. So she is the smartest. Devin's probably second smartest on staff. But he's, he is a brilliant Bible scholar, and uh, you will really enjoy his message Wednesday night. Next Sunday, Brother Jason's going to preach. And I know you love to hear Jason preach, don't you? So he's going to be doing that. Pray, pray for Angie and I. We'll probably be uh, laid up in a hospital in Pagosa Springs. Uh, but don't worry about us. This same Will Harmon will... Come back in eight days. Uh, love you. Thank you for being here. God bless you. Remember, the staff loves you. I love you. But most of all, God loves you. Live 22 for him. We'll see you.